Welcome to Unapologetic. I'm your host, Amla Epinobi, and today we're going to be discussing all things woke Hollywood. You cannot watch a movie, a show, be on a streaming service anymore without left-leaning political ideology being injected into everything. I am so tired of it, guys, and I feel like I cannot watch a movie without seeing it. So we're going to break that down today, and we have a special guest to do it. Let's get into it. back. Guys, I watched Wakanda forever this weekend, which we'll get into a little bit later in this video, but the ever-present theme in that movie is that white people are colonizers. So I thought no better way to talk about woke Hollywood than to bring on two colonizers. We've got Taylor in the producer's bay. I've given me all your resources. <laughs> and we've got Gary from the YouTube channel Nerdrotic. Gary, thank you so much for being on the show. Looking forward to appropriating all of your culture. Can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, if we really want to talk about appropriating culture, uh, that's exactly what Wakanda Forever did. But again, we're going to get into that later in today's discussion. Gary, I fancy you uh, an expert on Woke Hollywood. You sort of keep up with everything that's coming out and you give these vivid breakdowns of everything that you're seeing. And what's really interesting to me is that now not only are these movies injected with this sort of ideology, but when I watch them, they are so predictable. If there's a white man, he's the villain or he's a charming character character that turns on people in the end and is only uh, regarded with his own with his own self-interest. The black female characters are always the winners. They're never going to die. They're always going to be taken care of. And you better believe they're smart. And apparently that's not typical. So we have to talk about it all the time. If there is any sort of ethnic character outside of the white race, we know that there's a reason for every single thing that they're doing. And in the end, what they do is justified. And I feel as though there is no point in watching movies movies anymore because I can just see the skin color or the gender of every character and know exactly the route that the movie is going in. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you think we got here? Wow. Uh, it was a long process. And that that was really well said, though, by the way. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. So you're kind of the expert, too, there. Uh, <laughs> it's It's been happening. It got accelerated over the last five years with with Trump. I mean, Trump mm -hmm. derangement syndrome absolutely destroyed Hollywood. They've always been left. But there's always there was always another side, at least for a long time. But that other side was eroding over years. But what really kicked it in was 2016. That's right when Ghostbusters came out and uh, the fan the fan baiting marketing really revved up. And Disney has perfected it to this point. And what they found and, and like, yeah, I wish I had enough time to explain all this, but it's 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 a lot of things happening at once. It was me two times up. Trump, the introduction of ESG, you know, uh, like all of this has led the, and then the silencing of opposing opinions, making people afraid to say anything in Hollywood, or you would be fired, you would be ostracized, you would be canceled, cancel culture has led us to this. Uh, some of us have been warning people for years that this was happening. And, you know, I wish my dad was around to see this. He thought all this obsession over comic books and movies would lead to absolutely nothing. And he was mostly right. But it led to this. It led to me figuring out that the thing I used to love, Hollywood, storytelling, mm -hmm. it's something ingrained, not just in our pop culture is American culture. But it's it goes back to the, you know, when we were painting uh, on on the walls of caves, like stories are important to us. And that's how you get to the, the, young people. 
it's through culture. Politics is downstream from culture. And uh, right. a lot of people abandon it. And uh, now we have just one side of the story all the time. So with woke storytelling, you just mentioned it with men. There's three types of men. And it's it's it started out with just white guys, but it's turning. It's just to men now. Right. It's just men. It's you're either uh, duplicitous, effeminate or incompetent. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it in, in Hollywood films. And even, you know, even with Wakanda Forever now, even some critics are starting to speak out about it. That's that's the cracks in the Disney Marvel armor that we have been waiting to see. Yeah, and it's unbelievable because I I'm tr- I tried to think of a list of all the things that we've watched uh, in, in the last year or so. I mean, Don't Worry Darling, Nope, Taylor's Watched Rings of Power, Bros, Woman King, She-Hulk, Turning Red from Disney, The Little Mermaid, Baymax. It's like they are nearly incapable of making a film without putting this in into it. And when people recognize it and they call it out, they bully the consumers into submission on this. We heard Viola Davis say in reference to Woman King. If you don't come see it, then you're sending a message that black women cannot lead the box office globally, that you are supporting that narrative. If you don't go and watch this movie, you are proving to black women that you think they can't lead in the box office. With Bros, we saw the comedian who created that movie saying the only reason it flopped in the box office is because there are so many homophobic weirdos, I think is what he called people. What do you think about this new form of marketing, (laughs) which is essentially just this bulldogging and bullying of the American market into watching movies. Well, I think it's a good way to end your industry uh, mm. pretty quickly. And it's, it, it exposes, I mean, just the genuine Hollywood, California bubble. One of the, one of the monikers you hear with a lot of, especially with the rings of power was, well, we want to make a product that reflects the world we actually live in. But what the truth of that is, it's the Los Angeles we actually live in, not Mm. the rest of the world. And they are so closed off and they have been emboldened by, by the media, by Hollywood, by getting rid of any imposing voice that you think that you are the majority and you're going to go out there and just insult your customer instead of maybe what they used to do is, you want to change a mind, you make a good, you make something good. You tell a good story. That's how you can maybe change somebody's mind or at least open their mind. But when you start making things to, it's not entertainment anymore. It's, it's, uh, these are now, uh, platforms for influence. That's, that's what I've been saying for the last, and they, they, that's their language. Uh, you know, people are now taking Marvel roles because of the uh, the platform it gives them to push their identity politics. Now, Brie Larson has said that. Right. Um, Simu Lu has said that. Uh, and it's it's obvious now. The, these are now here to indoctrinate people. And Disney, you know, taking a political side, we won't say what. I won't be specific. That They just took a political side on something. Mm-hmm. And um, now they're seeing the consequences of that. I don't know if you saw the breakdown for Wakanda Forever. Uh, they, they broke it down on, 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 uh, sex and race. Mm. <laughs> so black Panther, it was pretty even split between black Americans and white Americans. It was pretty even split amongst everybody who saw the first one in the second one, the white audience fell off 50%, 50%. Wow. 
50% because they've been telling people because I, you know, can't totally blame this on Disney, mm-hmm. uh, but they cultivated this kind of fan. There were, there were a couple of TikTokers who went out and told white people not to see the movie opening day. I yep. mean, I don't know if it was a troll or not, but it, it looks like it worked. Uh, it it was it did well this weekend, but it was on the low end of the project projection. You're going to see a lot of spin, but it was supposed to make over two hundred million dollars on the weekend, and it did. It did. Yeah. So, and it seems like a lot of these movies are are having that. They they may have a, a good starting weekend, or they're completely flopping, and it's hard to believe that it's not due to the marketing and some of the the themes that are in these movies. So let's get into Wakanda uh, really quickly here. I watched it this weekend, and you get into the first five minutes of the movie, and I'll tell you, within the first five minutes, I knew exactly what was going to happen. You get introduced to these black female characters. Spoiler alert for those who haven't watched it yet and plan on watching it. We are going to get into it, and it's. They, they speak to you as if it's so shocking to see black females who are particularly eloquent or uh, represent the intellectual space in this movie. And it's something that they keep hearkening on and bringing back and bringing back and bringing back. And as much as they are trying to elevate diversity in this movie, every single black female character, which you've so astutely pointed out, is exactly the same. They have the same exact personality, the same exact interest. They talk about their feelings in the same exact way, but it's all about diversity. And they introduce this character, Namor, which we might briefly touch on, who is from, has a history of, of ancestors in Mesopotamia and is, is supposed to represent sort of this anti-hero but I watch this character come on screen and I I see that he's representing this uh, Mesopotamian ethnic basically an ethno state (laughs) in this movie and I go well he's not going to end up really being the villain he might do some bad things but it's all going to be justifiable because of his skin color and we see a few white characters sprinkled in throughout the movie and of course they might be nice or they might be sympathetic to the Wakandans but eventually they're only there to serve their own best interest. The movie was utterly predictable to me and if it wasn't predictable to you uh, luckily for you they explain through exposition the entire plot of the movie the entire way through so what are your thoughts on Wakanda Forever? Oh, I knew it was going to be bad once I saw the the person, um, the 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 woman who was deep sea diving going towards the vibranium detector, and you saw her going towards the vibranium detector, and she's like approaching the vibranium detector. I'm like, oh boy, we're going to be in for a long run, two hours and forty one minutes. And you're right. So what they did to Namor, as uh, the the dwindling comic book fans in this world who actually read the the source material, and it's yeah, okay explain who he is for them. Explain so for for those of them who don't know. He is Atla- he is Atlantean. He is half human, half Atlantean, and he's not really at home in either world. So he's trapped between two worlds. He can exist in both, but he can't. So he was like the first anti-hero. He was created in the 1930s. People say he's a lot like Aquaman. Well, he came before Aquaman. Aquaman's a ripoff mm-hmm. of Namor. Um, fought with Captain America in World War II, but didn't really love America either. Uh, very complicated. Uh, Marvel later retconned him into the first mutant, but he was Atlantean. Not mm-hmm. what they used is it, it was Talacan. So Talacan is uh, a mythology from Aztecs because they wanted to make him Mesoamerican for some reason, which is nothing like the origin. They, uh, their excuses they wanted to differentiate it from Aquaman. That's BS. They could have just done mm-hmm. Namor from the comics. The reason we as comic book fans and Marvel fans want to see Marvel 
characters adapt. We want to see them adapted by Marvel because Marvel was supposed to be the one to do it right. We lived through all the superhero movies where we got some weird adaptation. We got something close and we were happy with it. But when Marvel took over, it's like, wow, Captain America is going to look like Captain America and Iron Man's going to look like Iron Man. But now we've regressed. So, and they've done it for identity politics. And they, oh God, Victoria Alonso, the producer, just came straight out and said, it wasn't a political decision. It was good for the story. B.S. Uh, one of the reasons they do this is rights issues. Uh, Marvel doesn't have all the rights to Namor. They, mm. For one, his superhero name is the Submariner. They didn't call him the Submariner once. So this is a way to both play identity politics, but the real reason behind it is to avoid intellectual properties issues. How do you like that? That 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 they the company will use people's identities and then say, "Look at us, we're awesome," but it's really just a cost saving measure, and and it's disgusting. It's really yeah. disgusting that people buy in. It's like with the original Black Panther, greatest marketing I've ever seen. And if you like the movie, that's great. I think it's really just kind of above average, but mm-hmm. but it, there's no doubt. That like people like that movie. They went sure. and saw it many, many times. It made a lot of money for Disney. <laughs> Disney yeah. convinced people that if you went to Black Panther, you are fighting racism, and it made them a lot of money, and it worked. So they have tried to repeat that with Captain Marvel and with every movie with Shang Chi, and that's what made them play into the identity politics. They don't really care. They don't care about your identity. They don't care about anything. It's whatever yeah. protects the company. And and Namor is like Wakanda Forever, like sums up everything wrong. With I call him Disney Marvel now. The uh, the Marvel <laughs> comics I know died died September first, mm. two thousand nine, when Disney bought them. <laughs> yeah, and you you watch it, and it's just so interesting to see that they really are projecting identity politics into this, but they're fully willing to change for any market that's not that doesn't deem that to be acceptable. They're fully willing to change mm. their entire perception for the Middle East. They'll change their entire perception for China. And we've seen this happen with a, a number of movies that Disney and, and the Marvel Universe has put out. And when when I watch Wakanda Forever, it's so interesting that they claim to hate America and call it, you know, insular and xenophobic and they're colonizers and they're stealing resources. Yet the whole entire movie is about these two separate regions with their own separate cultures trying to remain insular, basically create ethnostates and protect the resources that they have. They are everything that they claim to hate, but they slap a different skin color on it and suddenly they love it. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, total hypocrisy. I mean, like what's, what's, what's crazy is there's so many people just don't notice it uh, and they're starting to now to give them credit. I'm like, sure. you know, the, I call them the normies, the the people, but that's not a, uh, I'm, I'm not insulting anybody. There's a lot of people who are just busy going about their lives, going to work. They don't have time to look into all this craziness, but more and more people are waking up to it. But, uh, yeah, it, it really, you know, just the mask has come off, a, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, no, they have no problem with uh, authoritarianism at all. It's right. just uh, a certain kind. That's all. Not our kind, though. <laughs> uh, like, and, and while we saw that with this certain thing that happened over the last couple of months, we Hollywood was all about the authoritarianism and they loved it. Oh, my God. They were pushing at it. They were the biggest. Uh, well, I don't care. Let's say they were the biggest COVID a holes out there. Yes. Okay. Yes. They, they, the, the, the arts. Uh, and I'm not the only one who says this. Uh, Jimmy Dore said it. A lot of people yep. have said it. They were yep. the biggest a holes out there. And now, uh, well, let's just look at them. And, you know, and I've, this is where I said Hollywood is where trends go to die. They're still working off of 2018 and 2019. And this, th- this will play out for another year or so, but people, you can tell people are over it. And yeah. Black Panther did well because the last movie did well. 
Right. And it has a lot of goodwill. We'll see how things go the second week. I could be wrong, but Marvel has had pretty steep drops in their last uh, three films on the second week, upwards uh, between 60 to 70% drops. If we see that something like that, then this movie is in trouble. Yeah, and it's to look historically, Hollywood has always been a, a mover for, for cultural and political change. It's always been uh, a reflection of what's happening on the outside in Hollywood and in movies. And just to give a few examples of this, you think about uh, the Red Scare that happened in the United States of America, where people were really coming after communism, really hated communism. Hollywood took on that that beacon of, of being anti-communist, and it was in nearly every single film. They were blackballing people who identified as communists from the industry, and that was a direct response to what the American people thought. You see uh, a show like I Love Lucy, which I believe was one of the first shows to feature a pregnant woman or, or a married couple sleeping in the same room or even an interracial marriage. These were movers of political change, but political change that was a direct reflection of what the American people wanted, were seeing, and were fighting for. And now it seems like in Hollywood, we are just representing the political changes that a small group of fringe extreme activists want to see and Hollywood has somehow become completely beholden to them and it's not sustainable you, you know we, you see movies that come out like Top Gun Maverick and people in mass go to watch that movie and to support it and I think partly because it didn't have that political ideology and that political leaning in it House of Dragon which is a, a series that you've covered managed to stay away from it for the most part feminist themes but that's always been present in in Game of Thrones and that entire series. So people are longing for something outside of that left-leaning political scope. How do you feel like this breaks down and why do you think that Hollywood is so beholden to so few people? Uh, because they have uh, eventually, they have just become an echo chamber now. That, mm -hmm. That's all they have. And and people are, I get emails all the time. It's like, if I speak up, I'll lose my job. And it's like, well, maybe, you know, like, hey, it's easy for me to say, but um, if I was in a position like that, I'd just leave uh, right now, especially with Hollywood. Hollywood's kind of a, it's, it's a 20th century model. Uh, I think uh, we're going to see a lot of scripted er entertainment start to dwindle because it's very expensive. It's very risky and they've just gotten very bad at it. Um, mm -hmm. But when it comes to, you know, yeah, it's a very, very extreme, small group of like crazy leftists at this point who have gone against everything that they used to be like you, you just mentioned, uh, uh, uh I love Lucy, like yep. Star Trek for me. I grew up on, on the original Star Trek. I, I know what Gene Roddenberry's politics were, but I never felt like it beat me over the head when I watched it. When I was older, when I was a kid, I was just watching captain Kirk, the swashbuckling, you know, captain who was cool and Spock. But later I started understanding the themes in it, but they were presented in a way of like, uh, you know, we like all of our audience. Now Hollywood comes just to simplify it. They just go, your half of our audience is stupid. You're yep, stupid. Yep. And we don't need you anymore. You're just dumb. Uh, go away. And you know what? A, a lot of us did, but we never were stupid. We, we got all this stuff. We, we just, uh, we were okay with it. I'm okay with seeing another side of thing. I'm not afraid of another side at sure, all. Sure. Uh, I'm, I like a good story. You mentioned house of the dragon. Yes. George has had feminist themes in his books, but he always, he always presents things evenly. He always yep. does that. And women are women. And, and it shows he presents the strength of women in, in a world where no, they're not the strongest people. So they have to use other strengths. It's just this really simple thing. 
It's a you know, like Hollywood's making it out to rocket science. It's not just tell a good story. You know, if you want to have an all female thing, well, God, have them act differently for God's sake. Oh, oh, I really God. love the two super girl genius scientists that we had in Wakanda. For <laughs> oh my gosh. Thing. And they can't shut up about it, Gary. They can't shut up about it. She's a genius. She's at MIT. She's building all this stuff, which they never explain like how that happened, how she was building this, this vibranium stuff. Like it was unbelievable to see what, what they were just inputting into the plot purely for the sake of being able to say, we put this in the plot and it's happening in every single movie. You know, like I'm a female and I'm tired of, of seeing all these female characters that are somehow wholly stronger than men. And just to make sure they are smarter and they are more capable and they are less emotional, apparently. I'm black and I'm tired of seeing all the race stuff in the movies. And I'm young. And another trope that I'm tired of is that this whole young people are the movers and they're so much smarter and wiser than their elders if you just give them a chance. And in some cases that can be true, but it's really not what's typical. I'm, I'm interested. What other tropes are you seeing that you are just tired of, of seeing in movies now? Oh, the, I, I th that the absolute worst trope. I I call it the MCU. I think it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not just in Marvel. It's happening in uh, Disney, um, and and yes, and the push for uh, I, I love it when giant multinational corporations lecture us on politics, on <laughs> the anti-capitalism in the Last Jedi. I'm like Disney. Come on, you you like to thank concentration camps? Like you're mm -hmm. horrible. You fired Gina Carano. Gina Carano was everything you said you wanted. That is a, a literal strong woman. She's yeah. nice, incredibly popular, had a huge social media presence. She just didn't have uh, the official narrative uh, locked down. Uh, she retweeted somebody else's memes and gets fired because she refuses to bow down to the pronoun police. Mm -hmm. And it, th that was the beginning of the end. So uh, the one side, like, the, but you oh, I don't want to go off on a tangent here. The trope I hate the well, I dislike the most is uh, identity politics. It's just yep. been driven. Uh, it's been pounded into dust. It's like it's so done and over. People are starting to recognize it. And that's why only Marvel films are even working right now. Uh, and you brought up Top Gun was the one mm -hmm. different thing. It was a 36 year old sequel that started out with the star of the movie, who everybody thought was crazy, by the way, just going, hey, we really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks. Yep. I know it's been a tough time. Let's have some fun. And that's I, I truly believe that little opening helped that movie reach the, the heights that it has. It, it was just showed a little humility and you were nice to your customers. That's all it takes. It's not right. again. It's not rocket science. Right. In the times that we're in right now with what's happening uh, in the economy, with what's happening in people's communities, how unstable people are feeling, the fact that people are showing up to the movie theater to watch your movie at all should be something that these creators are really, really grateful for. I am curious to hear what your thoughts are on alternatives. Is this something that's going to just be unsustainable and it's this get woke, go broke sort of cycle that begins to happen until these major corporations shift? Or are we going to see more alternative production companies popping up and saying, you know what, I will start creating the movies that people want to see? I have a feeling we don't they don't have enough capital to start doing uh, production on the scale that these corporations are doing are, are doing it. So we're going to have to wait as American citizens for the market to catch up to what we really want. What do you think? I, I agree with that. I mean, Hollywood's an institution, uh, but we are seeing um, in other like 
comic book publishing. We're seeing that start to fracture. And mm-hmm. I think you're not going to have like Marvel DC image anymore. You're going to just have a bunch of independent uh, publishers, which is great. I think that's great. It's going to be hard to find stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, we'll find a way. It's kind of what happened to music. Uh, Hollywood will be a long, slow death. And I think some studios will survive, but I think they will be the ones who are having a tough time right now. I think Warner brothers, if they can get out all that debt is starting to figure out like, Hey, let's just make a Superman movie. People <laughs> like Superman, you know, like it, it's, but sometimes that you got it, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I'm in the, I'm an AA. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a grateful recovering addict. And, uh, sometimes Congrats, we just yeah. got to hit bottom, you know, before we, we get sober. And I think that's what, uh, Hollywood needs to hit bottom. And they're starting to like, we're starting to see mass layoffs with big tech. Uh, uh yeah. Disney just announced their hiring freeze and they're going to be laying off people. Uh, I do believe Elon fired 4,000 more people just today. Mm. Uh, and Twitter moving and shaking. So moving and shaking. <laughs> yeah. So like we're seeing, we're seeing the change. And I, I would love to say the change came because people, we, we saw the light. We're like, Oh, maybe we're just being too divisive. And, you know, I think the one good thing Hollywood can do is make a good story that brings people together. That's it. Mm. I think that's the good they can do in the world. Uh, that's where you will have the most influence. Uh, but no, it's, it's, they started going broke. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why they started changing. And we said this would happen. You know, when I walked out of The Last Jedi, I'm like, oh, we are in trouble. They just mm. screwed up Luke Skywalker. If they can screw up Luke Skywalker, they can screw up anything. And here mm. we are you know, four years later, and it's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. It is. They're you know, taking the these Black classic. Should make a billion dollars easy, you know. Right, right. And they're taking these classic, timeless stories and just making them, honestly, a period piece for the past two years. It's not even like a full length and not a full <laughs> era of time. It's unbelievable. And I, I live in Los Angeles, and by by virtue of doing what I do, right. a lot of people walk up to me and say, you know, I watch your show. I appreciate what you have to say. And the people who are actors come up and say, I watch your show. I appreciate what you say. I'm very quiet in every single room that I walk into. And when I go to auditions, they ask me questions about my political leanings, about how I how I go about the COVID regulations, whether or not I'm willing to wear a mask, whether or not I'm vaccinated, how I feel about race and gender and sexuality and all these different things. And I lie. I lie because I will be blackballed. All these producers and casting uh, people know each other. The bookers know each other. They'll tell my agent what I've said, and I will never get another job again. What do you think actors who are trying to pursue their passion and do something in an industry where there truly are no real legitimate alternatives, what do they do in this situation? um, Big question, I know. That is a big question. Look to Clifton Duncan. Clifton Duncan is uh, a friend of mine, uh, was an actor, a theater actor in New York and spoke up against and he just created his own podcast and did his own thing. Didn't want to was forced into it. Uh, Follow him on Twitter. Great man. Funny guy. uh, And I love him to death. Uh, He I I think he can be a, a role model for actors who are and try to find other things to do. You can be, you know, have the confidence. It's going to be hard. Because uh, I know Hollywood used to be the ultimate meritocracy. That's, yep. that's what we liked about it. You know, yep. it's it, are you good or not? Uh, did certain people get kept out? Sure. But I think things were changing naturally for the better. And despite what people say about me online, I want people to succeed. I don't care who like what they look like or wh- what you identify or whatever. You say I want you to succeed. Uh, just, you know, be good. Be good and earn it. You know, like the rest of us had to. Uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. Uh, 
no, no white privilege here in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, 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 I wish, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. wish, but, uh, I think somebody like Clifton Duncan is is a role model for that. He'll hate to hear that. Uh, <laughs> but when I talked to him, he was bummed. He was bummed. He's like, I love acting. I love the theater. But this is this authoritarian stuff is crazy. And he just started speaking out about it. Now he's got a podcast. And I said, that's your calling, dude. That's yep. what you were set on this earth to do. So maybe it's not acting. Maybe it's something else. But since you can perform and act, that would be that's a great inroads to podcasting. Because I think this is right. kind right. of the future. I think. Long form, short form, we are going to entertain ourselves. And that's what Hollywood and the system and the access media and the media fear yeah, is that acting, we are now doing competition. Right. And right. all of your talents can be integrated in what we're doing now. You can do a podcast and it can be fully acted. You can be on social media and be promoting your, your own acting and, and your own talents. And that can take off farther than any of these movies are going to take off at the box office. And when you, you state that Hollywood used to be a meritocracy, you are fully right. I mean, you think about Hattie McDaniel, the first black woman to ever win an Oscar for her performance in Gone with the Wind, which is one of my grandmother's favorite films, one of my favorite films. And if you have four hours to spend watch that movie um that was what it was about even though we were in very contentious times as far as race relations in this country her talent and the talent of so many others shone through in in everything that she was doing in the movies that she was in and there didn't need to be a political messaging because they said that woman is talented and she was even playing you know a, a very subservient black woman who was essentially a house negro in this movie and to watch that and see that woman get on the stage and be the first black woman to to win an oscar is a beautiful thing and it's something that we're no longer getting in hollywood now we're getting whoever pushes their their political ideology the hardest is the one who's going to win the award and you better be so grateful because when they win the award they're going to hop on stage and tell you about how you should be living your life and about all the different political campaigns that they care about but probably don't invest money in and don't take a single single second of their day to actually do work in and they will pat themselves on the back for how great they are and you know Ricky Gervais goes into this in, in a Golden Globe speech that he did about how uh, actors, when you win your awards tonight, step up and just take the award. Don't tell me how to lead my life when I know you're accepting money from China and slave labor and all of these things. And I, I long for a time where that is the case. Now, I want to ask you to sort of close out here. Uh, what are your final thoughts on this? And also, where is the good content. I know there are people out there making good movies, making good TV, making good series, and people are always asking me, uh, you know, we're complaining about the issues, we're pointing out the issues. Where are the solutions and where are the alternatives? The alternatives are, are mostly not American right now. There mm -hmm. is some good stuff. Uh, I watched The Northman, thought it was awesome. Loved Top Gun, loved Spider-Man No Way Home, loved House of the Dragon. There was one episode I wasn't so sure about, but for the most part, it was a really good series. Uh, and then there's, um, you know, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm really excited to see Troll. It's a Scandinavian movie, I think. I'm going to get it okay. that wrong, but it's about no a worries. giant troll. It looks on Netflix. It looks awesome. 1899 from uh, the creators of the series Dark, which was, again, not American. Very, very good. There's a lot of great content coming out of uh, South Korea right now. Anime is absolutely anime and manga are absolutely blowing up because sure. America, the Western media is not giving up. So there are tons of alternatives and you can always just go back to the past. The past mm -hmm. is the future. There's tons of shows or comic books or books. I haven't read that. I, I picked up Elric for the first time and it's like, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's an old fantasy 
series from the from the sixties. I've got to say, how uh, racist of you to say that we have to go back to the past, Gary. You're canceled I know. <laughs> well, again. <laughs> if I'm not canceled after my last video, I'm I'm pretty encouraged about that. <laughs> it's unfortunate to hear that the good alternatives are outside of America. <laughs> but that's the that's the time we're in right now. Yep, yep. Yeah, we used to be we used to be what the, the beacon on the hill that everybody was looking to to emulate and follow. And now we're seeing American people be so dissatisfied with the content created in their own country that they're going to other countries. Another great uh, thing that you can do nowadays is I found a, my own sick, twisted way of enjoying some of this crap, like Rings of Power. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I didn't want to miss it, and I wanted to give it a chance. It was horrible. But then I went to Gary's channel and uh, yes. watched him rip it apart, and that was very gratifying. It so that's nice. another way to go about Hollywood these days, is you can just go watch Gary's channel and a lot of these other uh, YouTubers that you guys have on. And they're making the great content, calling everything out that they're doing wrong, yeah. and that is very entertaining and gratifying in its own right. Well, thank you. Yes. I'd love to say I'm, uh, we're this super genius, uh, like, you know, drinker and mauler and myself and everybody on Friday Night Tights, but uh, mm -hmm. it's just low hanging fruit. It's really easy to, to <laughs> mock because it's so bad and it's just getting worse. And laughing at it is the only thing we can do. I'm not going to get upset. Yep. I'm just laughing. Right. Right. Yeah, ironically, like the worse, the more crappy stuff they put out, they're making space for us to to come mm -hmm. out and say true things that resonates with people because they refuse to. Yeah. And that's creating a, a new platform for for us. So, you know, if they won't do their job, which is entertaining people and, and giving them a fair shake and being even handed, then we can do that. And uh, that'll resonate with people and our platform will grow at their expense. Yeah, it's so interesting that now people, it used to be like you had to come up with something new and make something as part of that meritocracy point in order to make yourself shine in, in virtually any industry and now what is new is calling out the shit they're doing and being <laughs> like you can make a whole career now a whole lifetime out out of looking at what they're making and going that's up and i'm not interested in watching that at all <laughs> no it, making a business out of cutting through bullshit i think that's yes. That's that's what all of us have done. That's what you have done. Uh, my good friend Razorfist calls it the Iron Age, where we are. You are the media now. We are. I, I'm the entertainment media now. Yep. And uh, as I talked about that, like they're seeing that we are real competition, and we are many. We are legion. <laughs> we are many. There's like <laughs> for one of us. There'll be ten more. You know. So good right. luck. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, good luck because we're, we're coming for you. So keep making <laughs> stuff. Honestly, just keep at it. Gary, thank you so much for being on the show today. How can uh, the people who are watching right now support you? Because I know they're going to want to watch what you're putting out. Well, thank you for having me on. It is truly an honor. Love your stuff. And uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Nerdrotics. Somebody got Nerdrotic. So uh, it's at Nerdrotics. That's the way it is. And you can Fair find enough. me on YouTube uh, under Nerdrotic and uh don't look at my embarrassing website until it's, until it's, until it's done. <laughs> Perfect. Guys, I hope you like this video. Comment down below. What are good things you're watching and what are bad things you're watching? And let us know why and what sort of tropes you're seeing. Is there anything that we missed in this Hollywood conversation that you're seeing and you're tired of? I love to read your comments. And if you disagree with anything we said, start a healthy debate down below. We love that too. And if you'd like to debate outside of the confines of this show, you can join our Discord. The link is down below. Join the server. Talk to people from all parts of the political spectrum who are duking it out every single day and I hop in from time to time to talk to you guys. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we post a video for you, which is every single day because we're hustlers over here. And follow Nerdrotic, who is also posting videos in a very timely fashion covering everything that's being put out by Hollywood and nerding out with you guys. Again, thanks so much for being on the show.